Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was difficult because I feel like I was just getting in the rhythm. And um, COVID hit me, then I had to stay off and face it. It was a long wait, you know, just stay patient. You know, it was tough. I missed Christmas, but um, I ended up getting to see my family, so it made everything better. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Jamaica, yeah, Jamichael Green, as we welcome you back in our hour number three here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors This Week, 888-957-9570. As it is John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Whitey got pulled technical issue right here talk to me whitey yes How we can you, hear JD? you yeah we can hear you loud and clear good good you, you were on there you may not be able to hear me through your headphones or the callers i know you're there but i can't really and hear. And, and we're right here in the in the same room looking yeah, at each other yeah. uh so yeah a little bit of a headphone issue welcome everybody back here hour number three uh five five nine on the xfinity mobile text line you guys are doing great only took you two hours before the wiseman slander started <laughs> and before the break, I mentioned, and, and you brought up a different component to this, and, and I think the big picture is, and Tim Kalkami of The Athletic wrote about this, and it's something we've been discussing for the last couple of weeks, it, it's how do you know whether this season is worth saving in, in a way for the Warriors or worth trying to add to this roster because you think you can compete and contend for an NBA championship? I've been of the belief that, that we've known for a while if this team is healthy, they can they can beat anybody in the playoffs. The question that I've had, and we talked about this earlier, is can they win four playoff series? Can they win play in tournament games and then playoff series potentially not having home court advantage in any of them? And that's where I go, I don't know uh, if they can. And so I, I think you know it's interesting because you, this team, though, and I think the Boston game does show you this, they still have it in them to to fight and scratch and claw and be a problem for the other good teams in the NBA. It, it's more the the grind to get to that point that I think is is the issue. So so along the lines of the question that Tim wrote about, you know, is it worth sacrificing something basically to add to this roster? I think the I think the answer is yes with a couple of weeks to go and the West so wide open. Here was to that point, here was my takeaway from the Boston game, one of my takeaways, because people now are coming after me about did, did I mention Wiseman? I mentioned okay. Wiseman. Okay. I yeah. said before yeah. the break that I yeah. don't think he's a factor for this team this season. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We've had a number of warrior subjects that we've talked about a lot and we will continue to talk about. So you've got Wiseman in his future. You've got the punch, 
right? You've got the two timelines. You've got Draymond's future and the writing on the wall. You've got all of that. But you put that aside because the real, to me, the, well, I'll say the rat on the table for the Warriors has been that too many times this year, and I think the game against Boston was the seventh time this year, their best players have not executed down the stretch of a winnable road game. That's the bigger issue. There's all those other things that they have a lot to figure out. But when we look at, well, if, you know, if they just get everybody together and healthy and they get in the postseason, they'll make a run. Maybe they will. But that's not nothing. The fact that seven times this year, winnable road game, it, it's come down to the last moments of the game, last couple minutes, and they haven't been able to get it done. And Boston was just the latest example. I know that it's great that they played as well as they did. It's great that they won last night, but they had that defensive breakdown where Jordan Poole got lost a little bit, and then no one covered uh, Brown, and he made the big three. So that's another thing to keep in mind. I don't think it's safe, J.D., and I think you're with me, to just assume that, you know what, they get in the postseason – They'll flip a switch. They can do that because they've still had problems this year that go beyond any of those other things that we've talked about a lot and will continue to talk about a lot. I think they're a player short, and I, I think it's a bench player, but and assuming health, and and that means Steph. That means then last year they had the top six healthy for the entire playoff run. It was Pool and Looney, and the other four were healthy. They they missed. Porter at times. They obviously didn't have Peyton for a stretch from the Memphis series until he came back in the finals and helped flip the trajectory of, of that series. I, I can start to see where Kaminga defensively can be a little bit of what Gary Payton II was doing. I think they're trying to get him to play in his own way a little bit more like Gary Payton II, yep. not yep. try to do too much on offense, really hound on the defensive side be an in, you know an infusion of of youthful energy they've cobbled together a stretch four type of a, a deal with lamb i don't know about him in the playoffs as far as defensively and attentiveness and things like that i and think he's only like 66 six, right yeah he could yeah. be attackable but he's he's more of a, a stretch four type but he's small for being a, a stretch four type so i, I kind of wonder about that i feel like they are a player and the player's not a big by the way because you're going to play pool more and that you know you look at the Boston game Pool goes into the starting lineup and Looney comes out and that makes Looney the backup center so at that point you don't really need a backup center if Looney becomes the backup center well forgive me for just reading from Anthony Slater here but to that point he wrote the Warriors have greater interest in adding a versatile multi-positional yes. wing uh, rather than an extra big man, according to the sources and, that he and, spoke to. And that's exactly what, what we've talked about for, for months, is the fact that that would be, you know, that's where I think they truly are, a playable 3-4 wing that can defend and shoot and and be out there in a finishing-type lineup. That might be buyout market. That's what you got to target. And it might be buyout market. And and at that point, you know, how do you finagle the roster to to get that to get that player, you know, does Iguodala maybe not being a part of it become a factor there? Does the you know the Jamichael Green roster spot become a factor there? Is Anthony Lamb a lock to get the fifteenth spot? If he is, then you have to free up a spot either by trading somebody else or cutting somebody else. Or as a few people have said, if Iguodala ends up not being a factor, the point where he retire. I don't think Iguodala would retire. What kind of flexibility do you have with Ryan Rollins? Uh, he is on the roster. 
He is not a two-way. He's under contract. Okay. Yeah, and it's you know, we're beyond the guarantee point. So mm-hmm. yeah, he. I think they signed him to a three-year deal. I want to say. I think mm-hmm. they they liked him enough mm-hmm. to to where they think he could be a factor in the future. But no, he's he's on the roster. He would have to be cut or traded. I don't think they would cut him. Right. Because you do. I mean, it appears right now you would want to add Jerome and Lamb. Right. I mean, not to get carried away in what happened last night, but both of them. I guess if it was one or the other, Lamb would be the guy, but both of them have been so good when they've needed to be good. No, they have. And and I think that's that's where you're in a tricky spot because you 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 don't necessarily always need both of them, but when they have both been pressed into action, they have And Igadala, you just don't know. No, you're you're right. I mean I just again you I always look at it as you, you start to you know who the top six are. Well, you know who the top seven are because DiVincenzo's the seventh. I think right now you know Kaminga's the eighth, and and is that a little fragile? Maybe once you get to the playoffs, but I don't think it is for the regular season. I think they're comfortable enough yep. playing Kaminga as the eighth. Because, again, you know you, he's giving you something that's repeatable defensive energy, which yep. is important, and for the most part, now it's to the point where you can count on that night to night. And, and so the ninth becomes Lamb now, I think, is the, is the ninth guy. Is, the, is that where you go in the playoffs and then do you need another big and I think right now the 10th is Jamichael Green because he's he's and we'll see so I think you know Lamb's spot as the ninth guy don't know Jamichael Green's spot as the 10th guy don't know I think Wiseman now because it has taken him so long when he has come back off of these injuries to become playable again like it's not just a matter for Wiseman of being Oh, he's healthy now. He goes back in and play. When he was healthy before, he wasn't just going in and playing. And it took him, you know, time in the G League and weeks on the roster for Kerr to just, oh, I'm going to put him in for four mm-hmm. minutes. I'm mm-hmm. going to put him in for four minutes. And for like two games, he did pretty well in the four minutes stints. That like that's it's not like Wiseman had some explosion of being a major factor as a backup big. It Steve sucks. Kerr doesn't have a lot of faith in him, no he, matter but, what you think of him or I think or the callers think. Uh, Steve Kerr clearly just does not trust him as he a basketball is player. Not in that top ten, even at this point. And I think we're getting to the point where it's going to be so late in the season to where I don't think he can earn that spot back because he's not going to play enough, and the Warriors are going to need to win these games. So it's not just going to be, hey, throw Wiseman out there and get his feet wet. To Michael Green's a really interesting case because if I know we touched on this earlier, but if he can continue to play well. And he's dealt with a lot of health in, uh, issues. Of then late. he's the guy, right? And all of a sudden, you may feel like I think we're good. I mean, we'll look at the buyout market around the edges, but we don't really need. He's going to give us a lot of what we feel we need if he can continue to play like that. No doubt, and, and, and that was what they intended. Obviously, but right. he looked a little old, and, and the big thing is the three point shot. Mm-hmm. If he could knock down the three, I think they could they could pallet the rest of it. So uh, it all leads back to. If the Warriors do need to add, is it buyout market? How do they clear the roster spot for the buyout market if they're also going to keep Anthony Lamb? And do they continue to keep James Wiseman on the roster even if he's not going to be a playoff factor? And it looks like Moses Moody's not going to be a playoff factor. And again, I'm not talking about one game here or there. Like Moses Moody made it, you know, out of nowhere when the Warriors had multiple players injured and Moody had to play, he he became moments, a he yeah. became a playoff. He's kind of a factor for a game year. or two. Yes, yes. But that's there's a difference. Between, I'm saying in the rotation at the start of the playoffs, you, he's playing if everybody's healthy, and he's not. If so Jamichael not Green is anything close to the player the Warriors hoped he would be, is he the player that you're describing? The big who can shoot. 
yeah, if if he can hit thirty five percent from three, yeah. which uh-huh. he hasn't been able. He to. hasn't been, but that's not unreasonable to think he still might. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's keep it rolling here on the phone lines with Miley in Walnut Creek. What's going on, Miley? Hey guys, can you hear me? Okay, I'm on my. Uh, I got my earphones. In. Yeah, sound great, loud and clear. Okay, JD, I love you. I have to tell you that right off the top. Okay, Dibs, but, I just love you guys. But, 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 no but. <laughs> um, so I, my thought was, well, you want a but? Yeah. Well, I, you, you, I thought that's where you were going playoff. with it. That's okay. No, no, but but I think I want to talk about Jared Vanderbilt from Utah, and in him and Olinick as a package would be the pieces to set us over the top. Although it doesn't sound sexy, but Vanderbilt can guard one through five. Yes, he can. He's not a shooter from deep, but Kelly Olynyk is hitting like 43% from three. And Olynyk is a really good passer, J.D. He would be in the playoff rotation because you could play him alongside Looney. You could play him alongside Draymond. Whatever you want to do because the guy can pass. He, he played in the playoffs with the Celtics back in the day. But Vanderbilt is the key, and he's only making like 4.9 or something like that. So if you could swing a deal with Ainge, who would, might be willing to take on some young guys to help him tank, because I think the ultimate goal still is Victor Wembanyama, but Ainge is playing it close to the vest till the trade line. I, I props to him. I love Vanderbilt. I, I, do too. I, I think Vanderbilt's tough. I think he's he's a rugged defender. Like I I like like Both Vander. Those guys are really good fits I, for the work. And, and Vanderbilt was somebody that you know you wonder well why is Minnesota not what they what they were last year you know and some of it's Towns injury but Vanderbilt brought a toughness to that team and and a defensive mindset to that team that they they just didn't have uh, prior to that. So I I really like Jared Vanderbilt. You're not gonna play. Olenek and Looney together. You could play. You could play Olenek and Draymond together. Some, yes, you could. What I'm talking about a finishing lineup in the playoffs. I think Olenek is a regular season player for the Warriors. I think he'd be a great regular season player for the Warriors. Where you just hey, an extra shooter, ball movement. He's really good with dribble handoffs. Like he just he can post up a little bit too against some, you know, if teams want to go small, he could kind of make you pay a he's little a bit rebounder. in the post. He's just yeah. a good, he's a solid player. I like Kelly Olenek. I don't want to act like I'm not, but, but, but you're going to, you want to give up James Wiseman for Kelly Olenek? Oh, I would do that in a second. I think you would. I, I, yes, you would I do would. That. Even okay. though, even, well, even if it's probably and then, a rental, and then he I would goes still bye consider bye. Yeah. And then he goes yeah. bye bye because part of it would be that you'd pay the 3 million next year to have him go away. But also so you're not dealing goes, with a bunch of luxury tax ramifications. Also what goes bye bye is I don't have to pay James Wiseman next year. True. 12.1 million times seven. I think Miley have uh, made some great points. And I think it's a great point that Olenek is such a good passer. It's just that package would be pretty pricey. And that we just don't know about Danny Ainge and the jazz. I don't know if we can assume they are going to be in full tank mode. We've been thinking that all year long. And here's the thing that's makes them problematic to figure out. They already have a lot of future assets already. So we've been assuming they're going to trade off some of their uh, veterans to get more draft picks. They might. That would make sense. But it also is true that even if they don't do that, they still have a lot of future assets that they've compiled. They're in a really good spot. No, they they definitely are. A lot of people, I don't know what this is in relation to, why do you Xfinity Mobile Text Line, why do you've lost your mind? Uh, why, 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 do you, why do the sensationalist had to touch that Wiseman subject? Damn. 
uh, lost my mind. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay, because you trade Wiseman for Olenek. Oh yeah, that must be that. Yes, I would. I would do that. I don't see if I go down the Wiseman road again. People are going to say I'm hating on Wiseman, but since we're having the conversation and you asked. I would be willing to get a player who I think has a really good chance to help me this year in exchange for Wiseman. I don't want to pay Wiseman next year. I have, I'm to the point where I've given up on him as a, a guy who's going to be a useful piece for me. I could be wrong, but that's like, why period. I would make that trade. Like at any point. Um, I mean, maybe down the road, but I, I, I'm fine with all the salary issues I have going forward. If I could get out from under what I have to pay him next year and beyond that just in the so, hopes that he'll be better if i could get a guy who's going to help me now i think i would do that i'm actually the, my by, by my way of thinking i'm killing two birds i'm getting something that helps me now and getting uh, a head start on dealing with the salary crunch next year i right. would do that scott in san jose next year on 95 7 the game hey scott hey uh loving the show guys uh, i have to completely agree with the last caller i think a package for uh olytic and vanderbilt would be great and you know, you guys said it was a pricey deal, but that's why I think people like Ty Jerome, I like to call him G League, him or Anthony Lamb would be perfect to throw into a package. Coming off last game and coming off how they've been performing, you know, they'd be absolutely great. That's their peak trade value right now coming to the dead trade deadline. It'd be absolutely great pieces to try and throw into a trade for Kelly Olenek and Vanderbilt. Thanks for the call. I don't know that Utah would. I mean, what what are we talking about here? We're talking about Wiseman for for the for both of them. We're talking about Wiseman Scott's and talking Moody. about Lamb and Jerome for Vanderbilt and Olenek. You know, that's not happening. Uh, and I assume he means that you'd add something else in there too. But yeah, we all would love to have Vanderbilt and Olenek. I think. I mean, I'm not speaking for you. Yeah. But, no. Yes, I like yeah. both players. Again, I think Olenek is a regular season player as, as opposed to a playoff player. And again, that doesn't mean that he's not going to play at all. I just mean in the rotation every single game. That that's you know that that's what I'm saying. Like Bielitsa yeah. last year played in the playoffs and helped mm-hmm. at times, but he wasn't in the rotation every single game. Somebody says they would cost 19 million from the five five nine. Thank you. I'm not just talking about what you have to pay them. I'm talking about what you have to well, give up. But they're also to get. They're them. also productive players. Like they're good players. Like you're not just like, you're giving. Like what are you giving up that's a good player in you know in return? Right. Because Wiseman yeah. at this point is not a good player. Like that's just the reality. He's 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 a project. He's making twelve million a year. They've got a young center in Utah that, and I know. Yeah, they might like Walker Kessler better. (laughs) He just put up a twenty (laughs) twenty. Yeah, yeah. He's he. I don't think Gobert ever did that as a rookie. So anyway, I don't. No one, no one suggested that. But as we're looking at all the various options, I don't think Wiseman to Utah is really an option. No, I, I really don't either. Uh, the 650 in the Xfinity Mobile text line brings up Serge Ibaka. There was a report yesterday that the Bucks are basically putting Serge Ibaka in the Jay Crowder mode of, hey, you're going to be away from the team. You're basically done being a part of this team. Brooke Lopez is playing well. They've got uh, – uh, oh my gosh, why am I why am I forgetting my guy? Bobby Portis. Portis Bobby yeah. Portis. Um, and so – He's not playing. He's somebody that I think the Bucks are going to look to trade. I don't see the Bucks trading Ibaka to the Warriors, although he looks like an, an older player that may not have much left. I I actually brought up on Twitter yesterday that Ibaka could be. He feels like somebody that like maybe Sacramento would be interested in hmm. Ibaka. I know they're looking for a backup big, and I I've put it out there yesterday that I think 
Milwaukee would deal Ibaka to help him out and try to help themselves out, but I don't think Milwaukee's going to deal Ibaka to somebody they deem to be a championship contending threat. Right. And so Sacramento, I think, could be an option. Western Conference, it'll help you make sure you make the playoffs, but you're not going to come back, and we're not playing you in the finals. So... Or, you know, it's not going to bite us in any way, shape, or form. Right. That's the conversation we've been having about um He also might Crowder. get bought out. He also Would, might get bought out. Why don't the Warriors get Crowder? Well, the Suns are not going to give you Crowder. No. Unless they real or get to a point where they say, he can't help them. Let's go ahead. So if they would give him to you, you don't want him anymore. So that that that's not an option either. Uh, 415, why do you have lost your mind the second we trade away Wiseman is the second Looney or Draymond get injured in our next game? The, the, the reality, though, is come on, Looney could get injured. and it. You, you they, think Wiseman you could plug in to do what Looney's done? I, if, That's if, science fiction. Honestly, if Looney got hurt, if Looney got hurt, and the, between down the trade deadline, to me that would increase the likelihood that the Warriors would would maybe give up Wiseman for Pirtle or yeah or for Lelinick. I agree. I mean, that's a nice thought. I just don't think they may not want to do I, it because they have Looney and Draymond. But if they lost Looney, then they might be like, you know what? We have to get a center. The people that are then coming Pearl's after me more attractive. Yeah, the people coming after me because they say I'm crazy. They see James Wiseman as close to what the Warriors hoped James Wiseman would be when they drafted him. And maybe he is that guy, but the James Wiseman I see now is not close to that guy. And maybe I'm wrong, but everything we've seen, I don't know how you can assume that James Wiseman is going to be that guy at this point from what we've seen. Some of it's his fault, some of it's not, but he's not that guy. The other uh, 209 brings up this on the Xfinity Mobile text line. We don't need regular season players. So there's been this back and forth of do you need playoff players, do you need regular season players? I think in a way the Warriors – Kind of need both, yeah. And they're different, and yes. they're different categories. Like I think for the regular season, they could use a big man that could shoot the three. Like, like I think Olenek for the regular season would help him win a couple of games and and take a little bit of the pressure off of. I think he'd help him more than Pirtle, to be honest. Olenek's. I think they're both good players. Olenek probably some ways fits the but it, worst style. But a again, better. are you gonna? Are you going to give up the number two pick in the draft? Like, just think about the, like how difficult that would be for the Warriors front office to pallet. You're giving up the number two pick in the draft, somebody who you selected because you thought he would be a star, and you're trading him basically to have the salary go away for a role-playing center that isn't going to be with you a rental. Yeah. Next year, like just in the context, like I could see, like if the Warriors just looked at that on paper and said gulp I, I don't want to do that that's just a bad look i i could kind of understand it. i could too but aren't they gonna have to do something that they don't want to do because of the salary crunch they're facing when you look at who you have and who you're going to be able to keep i think it's inevitable somewhere in there you're going to have to make a move that you really don't want to make uh and so there's this yeah i i, I do agree with that there's the back and forth about needing somebody the 209 says they need somebody that moves the needle well you're not getting a star like you're not getting a star you need what moves the needle is winning another championship well and that and that and that is the the answer to the question of do you look at it and gulp a little bit about what you'd have to give up but if you think that that move helps you win a championship then you do it because if you win a champion if you win the 23 championship Mm -hmm. and you traded james wiseman along the way who cares at that point like if he was the two pick of the trick, because you would have won two chips since he was on the roster, basically without him. Like that, at, at that point, like, and again, this is where nobody totally knows the the thought process of the ownership moving forward. But 
you win the 22 and 23 championships, I'm sorry. Who gives a freaking rip about 26 at that point in time? Mm-hmm. No, you're you're absolutely right. And that's why, you know, I, I think to a degree they're going to ride Steph as hard as they can. They realize this guy's just, he's gotten better somehow than he was. So as long as we have him, we have a chance. We're not going to have him for very much longer, probably, whatever we can do to give us another chance to win with him this year. Forget about the future. If we have a chance to win it this year, I think that's what they're going to have to do. But I understand the reluctance to do that. And the, the point you made that moving off of Wiseman would be an admission, basically, of a fairly colossal failure. 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. It's Warriors This Week. A lot of text messages about Wiseman uh, and, and his impact. Like People really think he could be. He's comes back right. and he's a part of the bench this year. What? Like What, what have people been watching? Like he, he hadn't done that. Been drinking. He hadn't been doing that at any point. Uh, Mitch and uh, Tim and Tim, we'll get to you. One final segment straight ahead uh, here on 95.7 The Game. I mean, it's worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
just a night where a bunch of guys came in and played with confidence, played with force. Guys like Ty, Jamichael, Lamb, JP was fantastic. All these guys are JK welcoming him back and all these guys are earning roles and, and fighting for roles. And so when you get a win like this and everybody feels good about themselves and their own game gives you a little boost and now we, we get to head home after a long trip. So Now nice. back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, the Warriors heading home, and a quick turnaround for them as they've got the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. No Kevin Durant. Nets won a game last night. They did win a game last wow. night. Almost won in Phoenix a couple of nights ago, but did win in Utah, of course, uh, last night uh, to, you know, they hadn't been winning much, but to no. kind of stabilize. Without Durant, it was getting a little bit like it was earlier in the year. Kyrie went nuts last night. Yeah, and so, yeah, Brooklyn's going to come in. Uh, with a, a pretty good we record. Gotta clarify a statement like that when he said Kyrie went nuts last night. <laughs> I was well, gonna let that go. I was gonna like, let that go. I'm just saying. Brooklyn, 28 and 17, fourth in the East. So I mean, they they were playing exceptional ball. Is that their first win since Durant went down? Uh, I, maybe. I, I know they've been out on the West trip. I want to say they had a. They did have one other one, but I don't. I'm looking at it right now. And that's one you should I've get kinda... tomorrow. That's one the home club should uh, should get tomorrow night, JD. But you just it is. But you never this year more than any. He's like I, I don't know. No, you just you just you just don't know, and and that's the deal. Yeah, that, that was their first win since Durant went out. Uh, had lost their last five going back to mm-hmm. Miami a couple of weeks ago on 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 the eighth. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The five one zero. No one trolls listeners, other viewers, and the Bay Area than Kavan, Jamichael, Whitey Gleason, and his hot takes. There you go. Text of the day nominee. I'm not sure what my hot take was today, other than that I don't think James Wiseman You would trade well. Wiseman yeah. for Olenek. Is that, is that a hot take? You would trade Wiseman I would. for Olenek. I would. That, that is what I think has sent the, the text line into a frenzy. On this Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth in the uh, athletic, would you be willing to mortgage the future uh, draft picks and it would cost presumably Wiseman and his matching salary for one of those guys? It could be argued, writes uh, Anthony Slater. That's all I'm doing is making that argument. Well, in, in essence, you're you're getting rid of, and we'll get back to the phones here in just a second, you're, you would be – you'd be – Addressing the, the yeah the f- salary crunch tax crunch that you're going to have to address one way or right. the other. Right, you would be making the decision that the salary that may have to go away anyway is going to go away now, and and so if you know and the Warriors may know that that money is going away, one way or another. Well, one of the ways you go about doing it is by enhancing this roster with a rental player that might help them get over the top at the expense of money that you weren't going to be able to spend anyway, and you've already come to grips that you're not going to spend it anyway. Here's my hot take. Only they know that. They're going to have to do something uh, to deal with the uh, luxury tax crunch that they would rather not do. Absolutely. They're going to have to. Whether that's trade Wiseman Mm -hmm. or trade Draymond or somebody else, Yep. I I think you're right uh, about that. And at this point, I mean, would would you keep Wiseman? If, If you could keep Draymond, uh, another year, another couple of years. Let's say, let's say it's a reasonable number for for Draymond. Would, would you would you keep Draymond? Would you keep Wiseman over Draymond? No, no chance. Hot take. No, I would not. And no chance. Like if right. it does come down to those two, I think the other one. And and you know, Tim Calacambi wrote about this too. The other one that could be in that equation is Pool. 
because of the the fact that he was, I think, having somewhat of a disappointing season up until when people got hurt and they really needed him to score. He'd been he's been helping them more than he'd been hurting them mm-hmm. this last month. Definitely, I know the fan base has been all over him. I think a little of that's been just irrational. needs to lock the f in, yeah. which he's done a lot of late, no doubt. But I I think Pool's the third that could be in that category of for next year, like Wiseman, Pool. Well, you Draymond, mentioned Tim and, I, and I'd, I'd keep. I mean, again, I'd I'd keep if it's if it's hey one person's got to go between Wiseman, Draymond, and Pool. That's an easy one. Didn't Tim Kawakami just write? And obviously, he he has a, a a real good sense of what's going on. Didn't he write JD that of Wiseman, Pool, Draymond? One of them is probably going to be gone next year. Yeah, that's yeah, it. No, that's yeah, what we were talking yeah, about. Like yeah, he, exactly, yeah, yeah, he. I added yeah. Pool because we'd been talking about Draymond and Wiseman, and then he yeah. had added Pool into yes, the mix. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so that's. I mean, it's. You just have to look around. I mean, it's logical to just look around at the roster and say, "Well, who are the premier?" And I don't think you can trade Clay because I don't think anybody would take Clay for forty million. Maybe one year, you know that. But but again, why would you want to trade Clay? Obviously, Steph's not going anywhere. Wiggins has signed a team friendly deal, so. Who who and how would you save if you I mean it's it's one of those it's one of those three mm-hmm. and Napool's going to start being a thirty million dollar average player moving forward. You mean so, average salary? Yeah, average average, player, average yeah. salary. You know how people are. I know. JD just said he was average. Well, no, no he didn't say that. Well, you yeah. didn't say that. People have held him accountable to being a thirty million dollar player this year. Huge win last night though. Yeah. And he was a huge part. He of it. was. And and that's that's the and, and people, oh, turnovers and down the stretch and five five turnovers and you know, didn't make like they need him. They've they've needed him. He's helped them win games. Like without Jordan Poole, this team's worse this year. And people scream and holler about, oh, he turned it over. I, here and I there. do I scream about the turnovers, I admit. But but, I know, the, yeah. but the good has outweighed the bad. Like you mm-hmm. can't just you can't just look at an entire game. Yeah. And 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 a body of work and a guy that's making plays for you to help you win and because he has a couple bad turnovers in the biggest moments say well that completely negates it right because you got to also take away the thirty that he put in to lead you up to that point before he made the catastrophic mistake and if you don't have that you're shot, not even close to being having a chance to win the free shot game. the three ball well last night which is important my my issue with the and I know we'll, we'll move on here but with the turnovers just he makes. So many turnovers that I think are avoidable. That's what drives me crazy. Okay. Everyone's going to make turnovers, but he makes avoidable ones. All right, Tim in North Carolina, 888-957-9570. What's going on, Tim? Hey, Tim. What's up, guys? Hey, Jay, I, Whitey, I done gave up on you when it comes to the Wiseman thing. So we all, I just know you out on him. I'm leaving that one all right. alone. But, hey, on on, an, on another note, though, I, I guys, I really don't think, me personally, I wouldn't do anything. I mean, when we go back, to the seven to ten games that these guys have lost by blowing leads and Steph with his one-handed throwing the ball across court and fading away threes when the game, instead of trying to get a dagger two to put a game away, this mystery wing player, Olenek, Pirtle, none of them would have been a reason we won any of those games. I personally think... You know, if Jermichael Green, if you look at the way he played a couple of games before the injury and how he played last night, if this guy kind of brings this and continues this way, I like where we are. Now, that that wing we're talking about, he's on the team. It's just that he hasn't been allowed to play through any of mistakes, and I don't know where Moses Moody's confidence is at this point, but Lamb and Jerome, from having the trust of this coach, 
have been allowed to play through mistakes all the way back from the beginning of the season. So now what do we have? We got two guys whose confidence is sky high, and we could have done that with Moody. We could try and do it with him. I mean, the guy was looked at as a guy we had confidence in last year in the playoffs. This team, the coaching staff has done a good job this year of tanking confidence of Kaminga and, and Moody. Wiseman, I don't even include in it. He, he's never really got to a point of even being on the court consistently. But we've done a good job of kind of tanking those guys. Now, Kaminga has fought through it. He's realized what he needs to do. I do include him in that top eight. But if we can get Moody's confidence to where he feels the way Lamb and, and Jerome feel when they get on the court, I believe we got that wing here. So I, I just think if leadership on this team is digging deep, if they can look back at those top seven games and say, we were we were right there, we were right there, we had this other score to put us across the top, we can do it. No, we had those games, and our core players had the chance to win them, and we blew all of them. I mean, you saw it last night on the screen when they put it there. So I'm not doing anything. And another thing, real quick, I mean, y'all tell me what you think. And I, and I don't want to say this, it's no cuss word, nothing crazy, but guys, from some of the antics with Jordan Poole on the court, the way he is with refs, last night looking at Steve Kerr kind of crazy, I'm starting to see, and I never would have said this early, I'm almost starting to see how it can make someone want to punch him in his damn face. Now, I'm just saying, I, I'm not saying I agree with it. Tim, God. Tim, I, 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 I said it when it happened. And and appreciate the call. And people are like, JD, how could you say that? Like, I I said that when it happened. That, yeah. That his you're his, not advocating it or his, anything, it, but it yeah. still was dead wrong, and it created obviously a bunch of problems that I think still exist. But that was like, it wasn't that hard to believe that somebody with Draymond's temper could be rubbed to that point. If you've ever been on the floor, I mean, sometimes it's the people you love most that make you push your buttons in a way like that. So I, I again, that was a very unpopular take back in october but that i to me that made a lot of sense go back if you haven't already and look up dame lillard's story of when he first figured out first was introduced to this guy who is jordan pool and you can understand how it would irritate people again that's not saying it was right what draymond did but you could understand why officials also um get frustrated with him i'll just say this about again about jerome and uh lamb real quick the Warriors shoot more threes than anybody in the league, right? They're number one right now, three-point attempts. Okay? So when we talk about players and their confidence and these guys, uh, they got a chance to build up their confidence. Lamb is shooting 42% on his threes. 42%. Ty Jerome's shooting 41%. Steph Curry's at 42%. So that's why those guys play. They make shots. Yeah. And that's really important to what the Warriors do. If it you can make important. a three, and they knock down big shots. Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome right now are both better players than Moses Moody. It's just it's plain and simple. They're just and and they're different positions too, which I think is part of it. Ty Jerome is more of a a ball handling guard. He's a combo guard. Yeah, he's a, he's a combo guard. Yeah, that, and 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 Lamb is a big. Like they play Lamb as a stretch big. Moody's a little bit of a tweener almost. He's yeah, exactly. I think at times he's not quick enough. No to fault be, of his own. Not quick enough to be out there against guards defensively, and not big enough or long enough to be out there against other wings, uh, which I think is. And he's not a ball handler. Like that's the other the other problem. Ty Jerome is a ball handler, so there is, I think, a different skill set on display. It's not as simple as. I think a lot of Warrior fans boil it down to, Moody's got to get those minutes. Well, he doesn't play the same position. Which oh, I yeah. Think, 
which I think makes it harder. Last year we had that conversation. People wanted him to be the player. Why don't they play Moody at point guard? Well, he's not a point he's guard. He's not a point you guard. Well, and he's, and he's at times a two that doesn't make shots and a three that's not long enough or or quick enough. He's had his moments this year. I'll say I, I am a little confused why Moody hasn't played more, but I understand why he's not playing as much as Lamb and Jerome. Uh, Xfinity Mobile text line, a couple of people here. Jordan Poole gets too long of a leash from the media. Interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Well, he's polarizing because of the way it, he plays and carries himself, and some people re- rubs people the wrong way. The, the funny part about fans and, like you said, teammates and other players. The yeah. funny part about Pool, and this is where it's it 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 really is interesting. Like I was harder on Pool coming up, and and even last year, but you know, on the come up of like, hey, he, you know, let's be careful. He hasn't totally arrived yet. Like, let's not anoint him. But I I think, and this is where it's interesting. I I think the fans liked him. When he, when he, I think they love, they love the swag when he's, you know, cook, cooking guys as an extra bit player and, and he's got the swag and the brashness of, of the other championship players. I think a lot of fans liked him then and almost anointed him a little bit too quickly. I was a little more critical of his game then. They're like, hey, let's wait and see. Then he gets paid because it was time for him to get paid, and because the Warriors, and he proved himself to be a real valuable asset to this Warriors team and a young player that's still growing and developing, I've actually eased on him now, and it feels like people are way more focused, hmm. hyper-focused on, on, like to me, he's more established now than he was two years ago when he was just kind of cooking people and and laughing, and, and it, but it seems like Warrior fans enjoyed that Jordan Poole a lot more at a bargain price. He is you know, a frustrating. He was a find. He's a frustrating player because it's sometimes he's so good and he's he's still inconsistent. Well, he's not. He's, a, here's the thing: he's not an all star and he's not a superstar. Right. And I get it if it bugs you that he's going to make thirty million and he's not an all star or superstar and he acts kind of cocky. Like I I I can understand that rubbing you the wrong way. But the reality is, he helped this team win a championship. That. Third guard is important because Clay's never playing in back to backs probably the rest of his career, and Steph is going to miss. On nights like last night. And Steph's going to miss ten to fifteen games. So you know, is he the ideal sixth man? Does he think he would want to be doing more or be a starter? Maybe, but you also have paid him to do a number of these different roles while also being a young player, which means he isn't going to be a perfect player immediately. Right, but he he is helping this team. I'm sorry. No, I'm with you. And Like last night, case in point, you need him on nights like that. But this is his fourth year, right? He's young, but this is his fourth year, and there's some mistakes he makes, like last night when he got called for a delay game because he wouldn't give the ball the official. They're just so avoidable. That's what's frustrating. It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you turning the ball over at the end of games when you're trying to drive and you fall down? You did that last game. Those are avoidable mistakes that I think frustrate people, but I think clearly he's he's helped them, and they don't win that game without him last night. There's no question. All right, from one Tim to another, we go to Tim on the road here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Tim? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Great. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I'm not all that much divergent in opinion like the, as the last Tim. I actually think that the team as we have right now is well-suited to win another championship for really one reason, and that's because this team has shown, except for the injury plague years, that they have a switch that no other team has. And I know that the body of evidence that we have as we're watching through a long season is all regular season games, but I think Steve Kerr realized back in the 71 season that they tried to achieve something in those win totals that if he could take it back, he probably would to trade it for a championship. And that team should have won a championship that year. 
the switch that they have that no other team has is the ability to turn it on. No other team has it. They can win whenever they want, except for you know games like game one of the Celtics series last year where they blew a big lead, which is not something that they've done before. But they have that switch with the core group of people they have now in those 15 roster spots. And because of that, I think they don't need anybody else. Thanks for the call, Tim. I, I think that's a fair way of looking at it. I really do. There's a very good chance that they have everything they need now. And, you know, they're doing their due diligence. They're probably going to end up adding somebody around the edges. But, yeah, as we've said a number of times, I think the other Tim mentioned, if Jamichael Green is going to play anything close to the way he played last night, then it's yeah, hard to argue that they, yeah, that they they have everything that they it, would it's need. It's not absolute. They're trying to figure it out. They've had so many players in and out in different roles. Like, you're starting to see, I think, what it's going to have to look like. But, yeah, if Jamichael Green plays as they intended for him to play, then maybe they don't have to go do something. Mm-hmm. And maybe Anthony Lamb gets plugged into the 15th spot, and that's it. But I think there are... You know, there is a scenario where maybe Wiseman gets moved. I think there's a scenario where maybe Jamichael Green gets moved to free up a roster spot if he's deemed to be somebody that that can't help this team. I think there's reason to believe that that maybe they have to do something with Iguodala if if he deems himself to be unplayable. You know, maybe you got to cut him and make him a coach, and and at at that point you get a roster spot you know somewhere there and and look to the you know buyout market fringe trade market all of those things i think whitey are are on the board yeah i'm not sure i believe in the flip the switch thing i mean maybe they they did to a degree last year well they did last year as soon as the playoffs started but i don't i don't know about that to what extent jd do you think you have to if any if any do you have to monitor what other teams are doing at the deadline there's other teams in the west that are looking to make moves and it's tightly packed uh, despite the fact that well right now you got the two teams that are starting to separate themselves do you have to be mindful as you look at what you're going to do here with the Warrior roster of what other teams are going to do at the deadline in the conference? You, yeah, you kinda, I, I mean, you want—I don't know how much you can. I yeah, I I think you have to you have to just look at yourself first yeah. and foremost. I I really do. I think because I mean, are, is there a big move that another team in the West can make? Like that's where I kind of wonder. It doesn't seem like there are big name players that are going to be on the move. It seems like it's maybe starters and role players that are going to be more on the move this deadline, right? Like, who's who's the biggest superstar that could be on the move, potentially? I don't, I don't know who that seem is, like but there I know is that one, right? the Denver Nuggets, according to reports here, because they feel like, wow, look where we are. We might have a chance this year to actually play deep, deep, deep into so the playoffs. So they're going to trade anything. For... I don't know who that is, but they're going to be looking, and they they're are gonna, looking. They're going to trade Michael Porter Jr. for somebody? or Mur- I mean, like, that's where, like, who would they? It's a good point. I mean, I don't, I'm not. I'm not saying, but to to do that. I mean, to me, that would mess up your mm-hmm. chemistry if you're going to do that. Let's get Ron in Concord next. Uh, here, final couple of minutes. Uh, Ron, you're on 95.7 The Game. All right, thanks for taking my call. Um, I I just want to say I, I, I'm boiling over because I think it's a huge mistake giving up on uh, our big man Wiseman. Um, you know, I remember. Well, you you got to remember that big men take a while to develop, and Wiseman is a talent. He is a very good talent. Now, the Warriors are currently underutilizing him and stifling his development, but he is a big talent that will grow. And I'm old enough to remember a big mistake the Warriors made back in 1980 when they gave up their big man. They traded Robert Parrish for a draft pick ended up with Joe Barry Carroll and Ricky Brown, 
And the Celtics in our in our place in their the spot that we would have picked, they ended up drafting Kevin McHale. They ended up with Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish. They end up winning four championships. Um, Robert Parrish goes on and becomes an all-star seven years, uh, seven times, and becomes a Hall of Fame player. And I think that this is the same type of mistake that we're going to make. This this guy, Wiseman, he is a talent. Thank, thanks for the call. I mean, Wiseman's nowhere near as good as Robert Parrish was when he was his first two years in the league. But I understand the point. Nowhere yeah. near. Yeah. And, and, and at this point, I mean, you know, we're getting again on the text line, Wiseman is the future. Well... The, maybe, the, I mean, you may be right. I just but maybe we're talking about. I haven't seen it. We're talking about years from now, as mm-hmm. opposed to months from now, where this team could do something special. Whitey, great stuff today, my man. Thanks Thank to you. Craig. Fox Sports Radio. Next, we'll talk to you next Saturday, right here, ninety-five-seven. The game. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.